Hello, Metro Augusta. Hello, Georgia. And hello, wherever you are. This is Janice Allen Jackson welcoming you to the September 13th edition of Local Matters, a show designed to make you a more confident voter and a more engaged citizen. Today's show is brought to you as a service of my consulting firm, and that is Janice Allen Jackson and Associates, proudly providing services to local government and nonprofit organizations. If you haven't already, please follow Local Matters on Facebook. And of course, we want you to subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. When you follow and subscribe, that lets us know that you support our efforts. Before we get started with today's episode, we are going to mention a couple of things. Uh, one relates to the Barbershop Talk podcast, which I was on several months ago. Uh, D.A. Jarrett Williams is their guest this evening. So if you get a chance to catch them, uh, please do. And I want to mention a podcast that I was a guest on. Um, I enjoyed having the tables turned and the questions asked to me. Uh, it is called More Than the Masters. This is a podcast that's been in our community for quite a while. Um, that interview is available on YouTube at the More Than the Masters podcast uh, YouTube channel. And as well, I have it posted on my personal Facebook page. So if you get a chance and you got some time, uh, please listen to that interview. We had a lot of fun. Thanks again for being a part of the Local Matters family. Local Matters family, today our guest is none other than Mr. Travis Doss. He is the Director of Voter Registration and Elections for Richmond County, Georgia. How are you doing today, Travis? I'm doing great. How are you? I am wonderful. So glad that you're able to join us because this is Voter Registration Month. So we felt there was no better person to come in and talk some about what it takes to get registered, the easiest way to do it, getting absentee ballots, because it's almost election time again. Uh, so we'll have some things on the ballot in Richmond County that we'll also share with our listeners. So uh, thanks so much for being willing to help educate the public. Um, please tell me, start off, um, always we ask our guests to just tell a little bit about themselves. So what would you like our Local Matters listeners to know about? Well, yes, well, thank you uh, for for inviting me on. Um, it's always great um, to get, be given an opportunity to talk to the public. And I appreciate your listeners out there uh, that are interested in you know local matters, local elections. Um, well, I was born and raised here in Augusta, Georgia. I attended um, public school. I graduated from A.R. Johnson Health Professions High School. I was in the second graduating class at A.R. Johnson. Um, I uh, graduated with a bachelor's degree at Augusta College. I, I like to preface it that I actually went to Augusta College before it became all of the other names it became now as Augusta University. Um, I started working um, with local government actually in college. Uh, I went off to get a graduate's degree, uh, came back and kind of needed a job. So I started working in the civil and magistrate court office before I landed uh, at the Board of Elections. I've been uh, with the Board of Elections since 1995. 
Um, and, you know, it's one of those funny things. I mean, no one goes to school to be uh, an elections official or an elections director. It's something that we all kind of have a calling and we find our way there. Um, I worked both with Linda Beasley when she was the elections director for the Secretary of State. I worked with Lynn Bailey for 27 years before she retired. Um, and then my board appointed me as the elections director or executive director uh, back in 2022. So I've been the executive director now um, for uh, a little over almost two years now. Excellent. Excellent. That is a wonderful background. And I think you're right. Nobody just grows up dreaming. I want to be director of registration and elections, but hey, <laughs> somebody got to do it. Exactly. Exactly. And I, and I always say sometimes the job is just really low stress, but when it's high stress, it is really high stress. Oh, it's true. I mean, there's a lot of misconception when when they talk about the elections office, because of course people feel like, well, when there's not an election going on, what do you do? And you know, this is a great time to talk about that as far as voter registration, because voter registration is something that we do all the time. It's not just um, seasonal. It's it's something that is ongoing all of the time, whether it's registering people to vote, whether it's updating their registration, a lot of list maintenance, um, because when, you know, you have, you know, 130,000 registered voters in Richmond County, um, you know, it's it takes a lot of work to keep track of all those people. And and is that our current number, 130? It is. It's one, it, I looked it up right before we got on, it's 130,500 is where we are right now. I think that's a little bit off of the all-time high. It seems like one time I was hearing a number closer to 139. It was probably, I think, I think in 2020, we almost got as high as 145, I believe. Wow. Uh -huh. um, but, but there are, you know, there are different list maintenance processes that did not happen prior to the 2020 election. So I, I do feel that those numbers were just, you know, registration numbers are great. Um, but the important part is getting people out to vote. I mean, we have, uh, you know, you can register to vote all day long, but until you actually go out and vote, that's what, you know, really counts is actually getting people to the polls and actually casting their votes. Yeah, and and that presents actually a very uh, appropriate segue into one of the major things I want to discuss with you today, and that is the cost of elections, particularly in light of the fact that many times that money seems to be wasted. You know, I use the example of our most recent special election for the District 6 school board race. And we know, you know, special election turnouts are always going to be low. Um, but basically, I think you said 123 people went to the polls. That's right. I mean, there were there were 16, a little over 16,000 eligible voters in school board district six. And out of that 16,000, only 123 voted. And that included both election day and advance voting. Um, so, you know, the law requires three weeks of advance voting two Saturdays. It also include for that particular election, you know, we had to open all polling places that were in district six. 
Um, the law requires at least three people at every polling place, and that's just a minimum. I mean, we, you can't we can't um, conduct an election with only three people because of so many things that have to take place, whether it's checking them in on the poll book, somebody by the scanner, assisting people. So, I mean, I think the minimum that we can have at any polling place and function is at least five. And so, you know, one misconception is that people think that poll workers are volunteers. And although they don't make a living, they're not going to make a living as a poll worker. They are paid um, employees. Um, again, they're not uh, paid well, they're paid more of a, of a stipend, um, but it's still, it, it definitely costs. I mean, that um, just the election that we have coming up um, in November, I mean, I've budgeted about 130,000 um, out of 190,000 is the total budget. You know, 130 is just for poll workers or loans. So it is, it is extremely costly. And I like to kind of equate elections a lot of time with, you know, throwing a big party, whether whether it's a wedding or whether it's a birthday party. I mean, you you do all of this planning and you have to expend all of this money. And if no one shows up, you're you, you know, you've still bought the food, you've still sent the invitations. And and that's kind of what the way elections are. We have to put the money out there in the hope that people will show up. Um, but you know, that doesn't always that doesn't always happen. Okay. And yeah, as you and the, the where that money comes from, just to clarify for the school board race that we referenced earlier, um who who's paying for it and how much did they wind up having to pay for right. So because it was a special election, um, you know, we were contracted with the school board to conduct their election. Um, so it cost almost uh, $23,000 um, for that particular election that the school board was billed for. Um, you know, and, and of course, that's not something that, you know, we budgeted for. It wasn't something that they budgeted for because it wasn't something that that was planned uh, or anticipated, uh, you know, due to the untimely death of you know, Tyreek Robinson, where the reason why they had to have that special election. So, um, you know, they had to find the funds somewhere to, to cover the cost of that election. They had to find the funds. So, and basically our tax dollars as, as taxpayers in Richmond County, we pay for that election a cost of over $20,000. Exactly. And we wound up with 123 people going to the poll. That, that, that is correct. Yeah. Yeah. So basically we wasted our own money <laughs> if we didn't go vote. <laughs> well, that, you're exactly right. I mean, you know, that's that's the thing is, is you know, when people don't turn out, um, it's it really is a very costly um, choice because, like you said, the taxpayers still paid for that election, whether they you know chose to vote or not. Um, it was it, it cost the, the school board. And as you say, the taxpayers who fund the school board, um, it was money out of their pocket to cover that election. Wow. Thanks. Thanks for that clarification. Um, uh, we've got some elections upcoming here in November, November 7th, I think, in, in Blythe and Hepsiba. 
as well as in uh, for all of Richmond County, there'll be the CSPLOS, Coliseum SPLOS sales tax. Uh, That's correct. Right. Um, the, the city of Blythe, they have um, two city council people up for election. They've had four people qualify for that race. Um, luckily, in the city of Blythe, um, it's a vote for two type of situation and it's a plurality vote. So the top two people um, who get the votes will be the winners. Um, so there should not be any runoff situations in, with that. However, funny story, back in, I guess it was 2019, um, there, were, there was one seat open, um, three candidates. The top two vote getters uh, got exactly the exact same number of votes, 46 votes. So we had to have a runoff <laughs> of a you know of an election because the two candidates uh, are tied. So, um, but this time, hopefully, that will not happen again. Uh, the city of Hepzibah, they had two seats open and they had two people qualify. So technically, they don't have to have an election. But because, as you say, we are having that countywide election, there will still be the people. The names will be on the ballot. Um, you know, for that countywide election, that's that CSPLOS, which is the half percent um, tax on all goods and services for Richmond County um, that the Coliseum Authority um, is doing, you know, to raise money for the James Brown arena. Okay. Uh, do you want to offer any predictions on how many, what the voter turnout is going to be in Richmond County? <sighs> I I hate to you know predictions are 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 double edged sword a lot of times because one if you're not if you're if you're not close enough people get mad but on the other hand people get mad when they say you know you're discouraging people to vote because you only think a certain number are going to turn out um, but truthfully I would say you know ten percent will be a high number um, I just you know I I don't know if it's um, I, I think once we get closer to the time, once people start hearing more information um, about the election, the turnout, you know, hopefully maybe a little bit better. Um, but that's kind of where I'm I'm somewhere between seven and 10 percent uh, turnout. Yeah. And that is not to discourage anybody from going to the poll. Oh, you know, I would love you know, that is that is the thing that that uh the election people we 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 would love to be wrong that is you know please make me wrong show show me that um you can turn out and definitely get the vote out because as you say you know it's going to it's going to cost regardless of whether people come or not so that is that is the the encouraging thing to you know you you talk about you know local elections it's just really sad how when you have local elections the turnout is is so much lower and you know one of the things that i always promote is you know presidential elections you know people turn out you know we get 70 80 percent during a presidential election but it's those local elections that really matter. I mean, your school board is making decisions about your taxes. The commission is making decisions about your taxes. Um, the president, you know, he's not going to be the person you call if you have a pothole in front of your street, you know, in front of your house. So it's it's those local elections that really, really count and really, really matter. Which is the reason we have the local matters podcast. <laughs> exactly. That exactly. that is where your quality of life is. You think recreation services are controlled at the local level? Um, 
public safety services are controlled at the local level, your exactly. storm energy issues, you know, a lot of the things that you're most concerned about really take place locally. So we will hope you are wrong at that 7th to 10th. That's right. Uh, but that is one of the risks of having an election when there's no governor's race and no presidential race and no Senate race or, you know, anything else on the ballot. It right. Might you just don't. Right. You don't get that same type of media coverage. I mean, you know, when you have you know, a presidential election or a statewide election or a federal election or whatnot, I mean, you can't turn on the television without it being talked about. It doesn't matter whether it's local news, national news, radio, Facebook, whatever. Um, you know, but when you have a local election, you just don't get that same drive as far as um, the you know hearing about it as much, unless you are informed, unless you go out to purposely try and and educate yourself about the election. Okay. All right, right. Uh, next thing wanted to cover with the, being voter registration mom. What's the easiest way to get registered to vote? You know, the easiest way is to do it online if you have a driver's license. If you have a driver's license, you can go to the Secretary of State's My Voter page. Um, you key in your driver's license number. It's all just filling out a form. It's automatic. It comes directly to us. Um, if you are updating or changing your driver's license, uh, Georgia is an automatic registration state. So unless you purposely tell the person you do not want to get registered to vote, you will be registered to vote. Your registration will be um, updated. Um, September the 19th is National Voter Registration Day. Uh, we'll have a booth set up here uh, at our office in the municipal building downstairs. If people want to stop by, um, we also are going to have a table out at Augusta University. They're doing a National Voter Registration Day uh, block party. So we will have a, a table out there as well. Um, you, know, you can always you know, come to our office in the municipal building. Um, people can get registered to vote at the library you know, if they are um, applying for services. That's the only difference. You can't just go into the library and get registered to vote. You have to be applying for services. I'm applying for a library card, for instance, and exactly. if I have, I can register to vote. Exactly, okay. exactly. Um, there are different agencies, uh, mandated agencies. Um, uh, Department of Family and Children's Services is another one um, where people uh, get applications and whatnot. But I th the, the easiest thing is to do it online. Um, and even if you don't have a driver's license, there is an option to print the application and drop it in the mail to us um, to get registered to vote. Um, the mm -hmm. registration deadline for this November's election is November, October the 10th. Um, like you said, it's, it's you know 29 days prior to every election is the registration deadline. Um, but you know registration takes place at any time. You don't have to wait until the deadline, um, you know, to get registered to vote. So yeah, you you helped me out there. Lots of agencies. You said defects and the library. And obviously, Department of uh, Vehicle Driver Services. I need yes. driver services, but those other two can also get you. Yes, registered. and then there's also you know the the recruitment offices um, at uh, military uh, Fort Gordon, things like that. Um, they are also one of the mandated agencies. Um, the Health and Human Services uh, is another. So there's there was many um, mandated agencies back in 93 when the National Voter Registration Act was written um, back in um, 93 that mandated certain 
agencies as voter registration agencies. But of course, the Department of Driver Services is the is the number one place where most people register to vote. Yeah, it's the big one. And and uh, you mentioned also having to to upload your driver's or put your driver's license number in if you're registered yes. to vote. Uh, will it accept one of those state issued ID cards as well? Or I don't just- believe it. No, ma'am, it does not. You do have to. It is um, the actual driver's license as opposed to the state issued ID. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks for that clarification. Um, and if we. Uh, now can kind of turn to a closely related issue, which is that of absentee ballots. You know, once you get registered to vote, and we talked about sometimes the low turnout, the absentee ballot is a way to vote anyway, even if you can't be on the polls on November 7th or whatever the election day is going to be for that given year. Um, What's the easiest way to request an absentee ballot? Probably the easiest way, um, you can download an application from our website or from the Secretary of State's website, but the challenge there is it must be printed. Um, So you have to print it off, sign it, um, either mail it to us, you can scan it, take a picture of it and email it to us. But, you know, that is, you know, I don't know how many people nowadays, you know, have printers. So it's, 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 that's, that's a challenge as far as printing the actual form you don't have to necessarily scan it. You can take a picture from your phone, but you got to get that piece of paper first. Um, you can also come into our office uh, and fill out an application at our office. Um, you know, and of course, we will then mail you a ballot. Uh, the other ways um, you can call us on the phone, and we will mail you an application. But you know, again, that's a, a kind of a time-consuming effort because we have to mail you the application, you have to fill it out, and you either have to hand deliver it back to us or mail it back to us. So there are definitely challenges um, when it comes to uh, getting a mail um, absentee ballot because you do have to use that state issued form. Excellent. Okay. Got it. Got it. And the deadline to request an absentee ballot for the November 7th election is? The last day that you can request one is October 27th. And that is actually 11 days prior to the election. Um, The first day that we will be mailing out the ballots is October 16th is the first day that we will be mailing them out. And also, October 16th is the first day that we start in-person voting as well. So we will have uh, in-person voting here at the municipal building uh, starting at 8.30 on the 16th, and we will run daily um, from 8.30 to uh, 5 every day. We will have two Saturdays, uh, Saturday the uh, 21st and Saturday the 28th will be advanced voting. And on the 28th, that is when our satellite sites will open as well. Um, There will be a slight change in one of our satellite sites because the Henry Brigham Community Center is currently under construction. Uh, We have contracted with the Recreation Department to use uh, the Charles Evans Community Center there across from Daniel Field. Um, so that will um, be, we're actually, I got a board meeting coming up 
and then we will discuss that, but that is a change that we're looking at um, to move that location temporarily, you know, while Henry Brigham is not available. So starting on the 28th, uh, that's that Saturday, you can come to the Municipal Building, Robert Howard Community Center, uh, Charles Evans Community Center, or the Warren Road Community Center. And then that last week, uh, the week of the 30th through the 3rd, all four locations will be open from 8.30 to 6 p.m. So that gives you know three full weeks uh, of advanced voting that if a person um, you know, wants to go ahead and vote early, we strongly encourage that. But of course, election day, November 7th, um, all polling places in Richmond County will be open um, from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. on election day, since this is a countywide uh, election. Got it. And there's a public hearing coming up on the 11th, I believe. That is correct. Yes. Yeah, because I, I did make my listeners aware of that last week. Oh, good. Because I, yes. So the yeah. public hearing is on the 11th. And that, that public hearing um, is due to uh, two polling places um, that we're having to move. One, again, the, um, the Henry Brigham Community Center, we're looking to uh, move them to the Bell Terrace Presbyterian Church, which is right next door. And then also out in Hepzibah, uh, the Hepzibah Carroll Community Center is also being um, redone, renovated and whatnot. And so we're looking to move the people to the Oasis uh, Church of Hepzibah, which is down the street at Highway 88, um, for the elections out there um, in the city of Hepzibah as well. Right. All right. We just got a little bit of time left. Uh, tell me, is there just anything that you wish people knew about your job or your office or about voting more generally that you'd love to share with us today? Well, you know, but I, I think that, you know, you hear a lot of um, stories in the media about, you know, does my vote count? Is my vote counting and whatnot? And, you know, one of the things we we stress upon in our office is that um, you definitely need to be aware, you know, that your vote does count. We do count every vote that is cast election day. We do count every vote that is cast early and every vote that is cast by mail. And the importance in voting goes back, you know, what we were just talking about, that school board race. Um, you know, 123 people showed up uh, and decided uh, a candidate that won by 79 votes, um, you know, that's representing. Let's clarify. Uh, so, excuse me, you're right. One, yes. He did not win by 79 votes. He got 79 votes. You're exactly right. Um, so, I mean, it was it was 79 people. Now, let's put it that way. 79 people decided who was going to be their representative on the school board. Um, and, of course, that's not to belittle Mr. Lowry in any way, but just to say that, you know, 79 people made a choice for over 16,000 registered people um, in that district. Um, you know, I was, uh, I was thinking about a case uh, in, in the city of Blythe a few years back um, where there was a tie. I mean, there was, there was 49 people voted for each candidate. I mean, that's, that's you know, just how important uh, every vote is 
um, that the the that the two candidates uh, had a tie, and we have had to have a runoff because the two candidates got the same number of votes. So it's always you know very important um, to get out, um, especially as you say, you know, to those local elections. Those are the ones that really matter. Um, and the other thing, you know, when we're talking about registering online at the My Voter page, the, the important thing is, is to keep your registration up to date. You know, when you move, we don't know it. If you don't tell us that you've moved, your registration doesn't follow you unless you tell us. And that's a, an inconvenience if you go to the wrong polling place because the law doesn't allow you to vote if you're not at the right place. So it's very important to make sure that you know beforehand um, you know, where your polling place is. Thank you so much, Travis, for joining us today. Your presentation has been extremely informative, and I hope our listeners take heed to everything you've said. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. And if anybody has any questions and whatnot, please give our office a call. I close with my favorite Bible verse, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This show is designed to contribute to each of those, giving you the power that comes with knowledge, demonstrating love for your local community, and offering you wisdom for decision-making so that you possess a sound mind when it comes to these topics. Please tune in next Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. or Thursday at 7 p.m. here on 103.7 FM or 1600 AM. Or please go to SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts at any time because local matters.